Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Mazzaro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs or on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. So thank you, everyone, for listening in. Um, I'm really excited. We have from Boston, well, I guess technically South Shore, Massachusetts, sorry, uh, Bella Moscolino of Rockin' Burgers. Did I get that correct? You did. Yes, I nailed it. I love it when that happens. It doesn't happen all the time, but it usually happens um, here and there. So, Bella, tell us your story. Where'd you grow up? How'd you fall in love with food? And how'd you become a food entrepreneur? And, and take as much time as you want uh, to answer. Sure, sure. Um, so I'm originally from um, the Braintree and Weymouth area in Massachusetts. Um, it's right outside of Boston, about 15 minutes south. I am 21 years old, and I've been in the food business for about nine years. It's been a little bit. Um, I've grown up in the food industry all my life, um, starting with my father, who owned a few restaurants. And I used to help him with everything from cleaning dishes to sweeping the floors when I was 11 years old, um, doing the best I could for him. And when he sold his restaurants, um, I just never left. I went to college to try to be an engineer. Um, and food's just always something that stuck with me. And um, we decided to create Rockenburgers, uh, me and my father together. He just drives the truck and helps guide me with everything and um i'm in charge of everything else very cool so tell me about some of the restaurants your father owned what type of different exposure did you get uh what types of different food were you involved in i mean because this is quite the difference now you're just in burgers and and in the trucks but what was it like growing up what were some of the things you were exposed to So my dad, um, he owned a few pizza shops. Um, they were all called Bella's Pizza. And um, he owned a bar as well in an Italian restaurant. So I was exposed to making um, homemade, authentic Italian meatballs, uh, chicken cutlets, pizzas, really nice pasta dishes, um, anything Italian that you can imagine. We made it. And then... When he sold his restaurants in 2016, uh, due to arthritis issues, and he couldn't stand on his feet that long anymore, I went to go work for another fine dining Italian restaurant, and I made salads and pasta dishes there for a few months, and I ended up moving out back to Weymouth, where I got a job at the 99 um, and this is where I started to go more into the customer service and front house kind of thing. So I had the background in the back of house and I wanted to focus more on customer service at that point. Now, the 99 is like a restaurant chain here in New England. I think they have like 110 locations um, across the, the five surrounding states. Nice. And uh, I was a host there. And then they promoted me to become a supervisor. So I was doing really well in the customer service part. And that's where it kind of led off to 
um, doing the food truck thing. My dad's best friend has a food truck, uh, local Larry's Tacos. If anybody from Massachusetts is listening, uh, give him a try. He's great. And I managed his truck for a year, and that's what really made me decide to drop out of college and do the food truck. I really like the pace of everything, how you can make your own hours, how you can make your day long, and sometimes you can make a day short. And just seeing like the satisfaction from people enjoying your food used to make me really, really happy. And you're able to interact with every customer that you have at your truck directly. And it makes uh, for such a better experience. Because when you're back in the kitchen and you're behind closed doors, you're not really able to interact with everybody. And I think that's the part that really made me fall in love and decide that I wanted my own truck. So you just threw away the engineering and, and you're like, I'm going all the way into this food thing. Yes. Were you ever like, because you grew up in food and in the restaurants and in your father's restaurants ever like, I'm never going to get into food? Are you seeing what your father went through? He had such long hours and I never really got to see him that much when I was little. And that's what kind of turned me off from having a restaurant. The food truck thing is quite different because uh, if you need a day off or as long as you have that time in advance, but you make your own schedule. So if I didn't want to work Monday through Thursday, I didn't have to. And that's what kind of, um, I know I just like the hours better. You're not stuck there every day. Um, you, you choose what events you want to do so you can constantly stay busy if you needed to. It's just, uh, that's kind of where I figured out how to still be a chef and an entrepreneur without doing all the backbreaking hours where you're there constantly all year round. And so obviously that's something you learn from like your father of what not to do. You can see what the restaurant business does in families. And I think second and third generations, we can compound the lessons and work more efficiently and more effectively and also use our time more wisely with the people we care about i think that's the gift especially with technology now and everything being so mobile what else did you learn by growing up in the restaurants with your father like from a leadership standpoint or from a management standpoint what did you see in the restaurants that you still like or that you have like maybe you don't do or maybe you do do i mean it could go both ways but what are some of those things i think um growing up in the restaurants what did you learn i've learned that one of your biggest foundations is your staff and that you have to take care of them and i've always seen um since i was little that my dad always respected and took care of the staff and he always kept the same employees for the duration of when he opened to the duration of when he closed. And I think that's super critical because uh, having a great staff is so, uh, <laughs> it really, you really have to rely on that to have a really great business. And luckily, um, I have the same practices as my dad with that. And I always treat everyone with respect. And I try to be as fair as I can. And that's really, really helped us grow very quickly. 
I love it. And and then from like the next step in your life, just because you're so young, you got into man, you got into, you know, customer service and, and managing the front of the house. Like what are some of the things that you've extrapolated from that particular business being customer facing that you now have taken with you into your own business from that experience? I've learned that patience goes a long, long way. You have to be as patient and calm, and I've dealt with people, uh, not at my food truck personally, but I've dealt with people at other restaurants that I've worked at, and they're screaming right at my face, and you just have to put a smile on, and don't let them ruin your day, and you have to come up with the best solution if there's a problem, and you have to work things out with all of your guests to make sure that they leave happy, or that an issue is resolved, almost immediately. Uh, That's the biggest thing that I've learned and it's helped me provide great customer service um, as an entrepreneur. And before we get into the Rockin' Burgers and and how you came up with the name and stuff like that, growing up, what was your favorite food? Like you grew up in an Italian family, obviously. Like what what was your favorite food? Uh, Pizza and ice cream. And I still have a terrible sweet tooth. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And uh, and what's your favorite kind of pizza and what's your favorite kind of ice cream? I know this is kind of controversial, but I do love pineapple pizza. <laughs> and I like uh, chocolate brownie or brownie batter ice cream. Those are my two favorites. Oh, that's bad. Badass. I like, um, I like pineapple on my pizza, too. I'm that person. I also like it with jalapenos and pepperoni and all sorts of crazy stuff going on there. But um, I just the more that's on there, the better I like it. But that's just that's just me. I guess it doesn't make me very Italian. And um, the other part is, um, you know, from ice cream. Like I think that that's just something that I don't know. I, I think it's just a perfect thing, and I love ice cream as well. I'm a cookie dough type person or something like that. Anything chocolate, I'm a fan of in general. That's just my thing. Um, so all the way around, I like the, the typical strawberry vanilla chocolate ice cream. That way I can have a little bit of everything also. So I'm all over the board. Uh, the name, Rockin' Burgers, how'd you come up with a name? How'd you find a food truck and uh, how'd you build it out to make to do what you wanted? So I'm going to be honest with the name. Um, I did not come up with the name. One of my friends gave it to me and they wanted me to do a rock and roll themed truck. And I came up with the 50s diner kind of modern 50s diner style I thought it would work out a little bit better and it would fit um, a wider range of audience a little bit better Um, the food truck now my dad was in charge of finding it (laughs) so we bought a brand new one we bought the last one uh, that they had for like a year and we bought it in Tennessee he bought uh, the chassis he bought the chassis uh, brand new from Ford right at Russell Barnett Ford in Tennessee and then they drove it down to Miami and Heat Custom is the one that built out the kitchen in my truck and my dad made it I told him what I wanted on my menu 
I made the menu completely myself, and he designed the kitchen for me uh, so I could do the best volume and have the best results with my food. That's very cool. So how big is the truck, and um, it, is it blue? Because I know this, that your website's blue and rockin' burgers. And how'd you go about designing the outside? Who designed your logo? How'd you figure all that out? So the outside of my truck is actually red. It's red and then it has the um, the logo on the outside. And the logo design was by me. I know I wanted a jukebox incorporated in it. So I drew out, a, I'm a terrible artist. I drew out a terrible drawing uh, to Heat Custom, the one that did the entire build out and wrap of my truck. And I gave them a terrible drawing of what I wanted. And I don't know how they did it, but they made it, the logo come to life so well. I love it. And so tell me about the menu. How'd you come up with a menu once you decided that you were going with this sort of diners, 50s, like rock and roll style, like, um, Diner, what? How'd you come up with a menu? What is your menu look like, and what's your most popular items? Uh, so, some of my ideas were inspired from local burger and chicken restaurants. Of course, I put my own twist on everything uh, to make it unique to Rock and Burgers. Most of the ideas I have come up with myself, uh, but there were many, many taste tests, and I had friends and family be the judge. We had like. 20 or 30 different taste tests of everything and I wanted everybody to be completely honest with me which I'm glad they were because we had to make a few small changes and I always try to cook with flavors I'm super super familiar with and experienced with so everything comes out as flavorful and delicious as we can well, now our menu yep. uh, we have Burgers, uh, fried chicken sandwiches, grilled chicken sandwiches, um, fries and onion rings. And this year, I just added uh, steak and cheeses on the menu and loaded fries. We did have milkshakes, uh, but we were having milkshake machine malfunctions. So I'm still trying to figure that out. So tell me about the burgers. What's on them? What do you carry on the truck? What are some of your favorite flavors? What's your favorite burger that you guys serve? So all of our burgers, um, they're pretty big. They're eight ounce black Angus burgers. We sell everything on a brioche roll. And your standard uh, classic burger, which is our regular cheeseburger, comes with lettuce, tomato, and pickle. And we have a bacon version of that as well. And then if you want to get a little crazy, we have a Mac Monster, which is our homemade mac and cheese and bacon crumbled up on the burger. And you get like a big scoop of mac and cheese on it. It's uh, quite popular. We have a cowboy burger, which has bacon, uh, two really big beer battered onion rings and hickory smoked barbecue sauce. And that's definitely by far our most popular. I like to mess around with the chicken sandwiches, too. One of my favorite chicken sandwiches is uh, the Gold Digger. It's a gold fever piece of chicken, cheddar cheese, homemade coleslaw, and 
homemade pickle de gallo. Um, that's like chopped pickles, red pepper, onion, and jalapenos. And every time I put it on the menu, it seems to sell out really quickly. What's your favorite item on the menu? I'd have to say the gold digger or the cowboy. And do you, I mean, talk to me about how, I mean, you didn't go to school to, to be a chef necessarily, but you grew up in the food business. So when you talked about developing flavors and impacting flavors, like how did you, what were you thinking when you layered this in? Because you obviously wanted it to be a little bit different than what's out there, but but have your own twist on it. So, I mean, what are some of the ways you've made twists on it? Um, let's describe that a little bit more in detail. And what a, talk to me about what a loaded fries is. Um, so developing flavors, you see like certain items on a chicken sandwich and it's like, why, why don't you swap out, you know, this for that? Or uh, people use diff uh, certain spices in their flavorings and seasonings. And I used to go into my kitchen and experiment like late at night with different seasonings. And it's, oh, what would happen if I added a little bit of this? And sometimes it would make it a little better. Sometimes it would make it a little worse. And I would just keep doing that. And I did that for about a year to maximize the flavors. We have our own like special burger seasoning that I put on our smash burgers. And it's absolutely unreal. And everything was honestly an experiment. To be honest with you, I'm not a big burger girl. I'm more of a chicken person. Um, so it was a little bit of a struggle, but I wanted to be able to be available to a wider range of audience. Yeah, I like this a lot, actually. And I like what you've done here. And I like how you, you've layered your business and, and whatever. So let's talk about, you mentioned setting up your own schedule and, and doing your own events. How did you find business? Like you get the food truck it comes in, it's all souped up. Your dad's designed it the way you need it. You've got it all logoed up, designed. You've got your ingredients, you've designed a menu. How did you? How do you go find business from there? So the first thing I did was I reached out to local breweries and any like fairs and festivals that I could. And even if the answer was a no, I didn't get discouraged. And I joined the South Shore Food Truck Association, uh, which is a group of 35 food trucks in Massachusetts, and, which I'm now a board member on the association. There you go. They have uh, food truck nights all around the South Shore. And that's what really helped brighten up my business and get known as quick as possible. Because a lot of those are really, really busy. And it's easy to hand out cards. And little by little, we started getting a crazy amount of bookings for corporate lunches and private parties and everything that you can think of uh, that's a private event. And that's kind of the direction we've been leaning towards now this year. And do you like that? Do you prefer that? Um, like just, I guess, what are your favorite type of events? What are the events that are the hardest? Talk to me a little bit about that or... And is it just you and your dad that do all these events or do you have other help that comes in? So there's two parts there. Yep. 
Um, so my favorite uh, type of events are like graduation parties or birthday parties. And we do a lot of work for Moderna. And everybody is so happy when the food trucks roll up. And it's kind of more of a relaxed environment. Not everything's like go, go, go all the time. And people are a lot more thankful for the food when they have you there and they're renting your truck out. And I'm sorry, what was the other question? Is it just you and your dad that work on the truck or do you have other employees? Like, how do you do it? And do you do all the prep yourself? Talk to me a little bit how all of that works. And do you have a commissary you work out of? So uh, we do have a few employees. My dad um, was helping me a lot, a lot out in the beginning. And now he just kind of drops the truck off and makes his way out. <laughs> I don't want to put uh, too much of a workload on him. Uh, he used to just take orders for me. But now I have a couple of really, really excellent cooks that I'm super thankful for. And I want to give a shout out to Cindy. <laughs> She's been great. Super phenomenal. Um, sometimes, like, there's three people in the truck. Sometimes there's four people. It really depends on how busy the event is. And going back to your other question, uh, my hardest event was actually this weekend. And we did PAX East in Boston. It's a massive gaming convention for the entire East Coast. And we did about 2,000 sandwiches in four days. And I do most of the prep work myself. So it was a really, really difficult <laughs> week for me uh, this past week day and night, waking up at like 4 or 5 a.m., going to bed at midnight, just doing prep. And then when you're back from the event at 9, 9 o'clock, you have to reload the truck for the next day. And we do all of the work out of our commissary. I love this. I love how how much work you guys are doing. I love the dedication I love that you're a young entrepreneur in the space, like starting to like just go get it. I think that's like pretty incredible stuff. What, who motivated you growing up? What were, what were your inspiration? Who inspired you? Who motivated you? And, and why? So um, my father motivated me a lot. He's been in business for himself since he was about, 20 years old as well. Uh, so I started this when I was 20. He started his first carpet cleaning business when he was 20. And he went into construction and restoration. Uh, he's done like quite a few things and he had multiple businesses running at the same time. And I've always just kind of been in that go, go, go uh, lifestyle with him. And I've always tried to follow his footsteps and he's taught me so, so much and has helped me avoid like really big mistakes that he made when he was younger. So that's definitely somebody I look up to. He still helps me all the time with the behind the scenes stuff to this day with all, if I have questions about, you know, taxes or anything like that, he'll help me answer it and he'll help me out a lot. And um, I, I honestly, don't, I don't think I could have started this without him. 
what's your favorite part in your in in your day-to-day right now like what is it that you enjoy the most i mean you you've literally left college you're doing this this is what you're dedicated to what are you enjoying the most right now my favorite part of my day is going to an event and cooking the burgers that's uh kind of like what i really wanted to sign up for so that's my favorite part i love you know interacting with customers on emails and phone calls and so between those two, that's what I love to do. Explain that a little more. Like, what do you what do you love about the customers specifically interacting with them? What, what did you mean by that? Uh, booking private events. I love to answer questions. I know something about a question. Like, I, I know it intrigues people, and they know that they're interested in what we're doing. And also interacting with customers on the truck when you make them something really nice and they come back and they give you great feedback and you get to talk to them and share your story a little bit. It, uh, it makes me really happy. And this is kind of why I do this. I love making people happy through my food. I love this. I think what you're doing and I think as a young entrepreneur, you're really on to something. And I think one of the things that I that I love is is how you're you're going about it. So you mentioned the employees. You mentioned like before that you learned some management skills and and how to treat your employees right. So tell me how you manage your team, your team members. How have you taken from the past now, and and how do you sort of envision your leadership with your employees? So. To help them have fun every day. We have a lot of fun in the truck. Um, I'm very fair. I try to be as laid back but fair as I can, if that makes any sense. Uh, No matter the day I'm having, if it's a good day or a bad day, I always make sure to make them laugh and smile. No matter what we have in front of us, no matter how big the event is, I always try to calm them down because sometimes it's nerve-wracking when you get a feed. 500 people in a couple hours. Uh, Even I get a little nervous sometimes. But you just got to teach them to take it like five or six slips at a time and not to look at the rest of it. And it's been able to help us produce stuff really quick. Uh, I put speakers in and outside of the truck so they're able to listen to music too while they work. I know that's a big thing for a lot of people is uh, being able to listen to music. And, of course, paying them a good livable wage. I know um, a lot of, a lot of um, it's more in the fast food industry, but they don't, some people don't get paid enough. And that's kind of demotivating. It makes you not want to show up to work or not as motivated to work every day. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So they get there. It's a very rewarding job. Um, I have a lot of fun with them. I'm very thankful for all of them. They do a great job. And I honestly wouldn't pick another team. I think I have a great team put together. How'd you go about finding them and hiring them? Did you just put stuff in the newspaper? Did you use social media? How'd you figure that out? So 
since my dad was in the catering business and the restaurant business, he has a friend that knows people who have been in the industry for a long time. So that's how I found my top person. And the rest of them, believe it or not, are a few of my friends. And they like beg for hours all the time. They love to work. And we all have a lot of fun. There you go. I think that that helps a lot, especially since you guys are young and enjoying what you do. What, um, where do you hope this goes? Do you, where do you envision this? Do you have any hopes and dreams for the business? Do you have any ideas? I mean, based on where the business is right now on, on where you think it'll go? So in the next like five to seven years, I'd love to see another truck. And we actually were uh, making a ghost kitchen in Boston right now, doing like DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, all of that. So that would be ready in the late fall. So I'd love to have a second truck and another ghost kitchen. I want a business big enough, but small enough to where it's manageable. And if I had to go in the franchising direction, I would. But that that's all I... That's all I'm really shooting for right now. And it seems like in the next five years, it's very, very possible for it to happen. Well, I think you have such a good background and with the family and being in a family business and learning from the restaurants and then bouncing around and also learning from other individuals that sort of helped give you such diverse skills in the business itself. And I think that as an entrepreneur, like, there's no better way than learning from other people. And the faster you learn from everyone around you, you know, mouth shut, ears open, even as the entrepreneur, the faster your business grows. So I think that that's pretty cool. And I think it's an important part of what's going on and why you're finding the success. You're humble. You're doing, you're having fun. Uh, you understand that this is how we spend a lot of our time as humans. We spend more time at work and with the humans at work than probably anyone else, sometimes even our spouses. And that being said, we need to make the most of it. And we need to make sure we're giving the best impact possible to those around us. So Absolutely. where can they find you online and uh, how can they book you? So we have uh, Instagram and Facebook pages, and I have a website as well. Uh, my Instagram and Facebook handles are at uh, rockinburgers.ma, like the abbreviation for Massachusetts. And then my website is rockinburgersma.com, and they're able to submit an inquiry right on my website. It goes right to my email, so I can respond to them almost right away. Uh, with a private event menu. And then if they like what they see, we go from there. I like this a lot as well. Um, everything you do have done is so clean. It's, it's so well done. You're really thinking about it. You're thinking about your impact. You're thinking about how your message is, is being received. Um, what would you say your best leadership skills are, Bella? Um, I would say my work ethic, I'm not afraid to put in a 120-hour week if I have to. I think as a leader that you need to work harder than 
the people that you are leading. I think it's like crucial because those people are looking up to you. Not only employees, but um, I help out other fellow food truckers. This association has really helped me lead. Um, not just with my own business, but completely helping others, which I, I love to do. Um, uh, honesty, I think, is a huge one. And not only that you need to be honest with other people, but you need to be honest with yourself. If something's not working, you need to realize that it's not working. Such as menu items, or a concept, or social media advertisements. Uh, you just always have to keep yourself in check. And I think that that's also what makes a great leader. And you have to understand how, how to delegate work and understand everybody's strengths and weaknesses. And you have to understand what people like and what they don't like. If somebody hates grilling burgers, but they love uh, putting the sandwiches together, I don't think I'd put them grilling burgers. <laughs> I think I'd delegate them to make the sandwiches because you want everybody to enjoy what they do because when they're enjoying what they're doing, uh, they definitely like doing it a lot better and they're going to do a much better job. Yeah, I agree 100% on that one. They, um, When people enjoy their jobs or they're inspired by what's going on around them, they definitely do a better job. That is for sure. Um, we're 100% on the same page on that one. What is it? Um, what is it that you're, you're, I mean, does your father talk to you about the business? Does he act like a mentor now and an elder? How much do you talk to him um, about your business? I mean, you said he's not involved in it, but how much does he still guide you and is a sounding board? He guides me every day. Um, we talk all the time. We're like best friends. We're and really, really, really close. He'll call me like 20 times a day. <laughs> and we'll just talk business. I fire any questions if I have them. And he's just been fight like a great mentor. Makes great financial decisions. Uh, if I have a menu idea, I shoot it for him. Because... He's had such experience with menus. Just anything that I ask him, he's always able to answer for me. Bella, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed this. Um, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything, or sorry, will you... Uh, share with the audience anything that you think any entrepreneurs out there should know any maybe entrepreneurs your age or anyone trying to get into the food truck game like what that you wish you could share or want to share with anyone that might help out any listeners are you picking up what I'm putting down yes cool so my number one thing is no matter what anybody says never lose let never lose confidence in yourself it's extremely important to stay confident, to take pride in your products or anything that you're trying to sell or your business. It, it's tough out there sometimes. It's a tough world, and you're going to deal with criticism every single day. And it's definitely not easy to deal with. But don't be afraid. And another thing, this is what I've learned. This is one of the biggest things I've learned, is never be afraid to charge for your products. 
If you have a great product, people will buy it. Don't be outrageously charged, but be priced right where you can still make money. You don't have to give things away to be successful. Explain that and why do you why do you say that and what was the lesson? I'm sorry, I know I keep saying, but I keep saying that's my last question, but I like where, what you're saying there. What do you mean by that and how did you learn your lesson about charging the right price? So we have a minimum uh, for our food truck and we sell top quality burgers. So the burger tip, uh, typically is a little pricier than what you'd see at like a normal regular burger restaurant um i used to be very scared to charge that because i was afraid of what people would say or what people would think and this is something that my dad taught me a lesson on and come to find out that nobody complains (laughs) nobody complains about the price of course that you have one or two people that might be upset with it but 99.99 percent of people will pay it because they love they love the product. Well, and I agree with you. I think that um, people come knowing they're going to have to pay, and so when they get a great product and it it's better than any price they could pay, I think that 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 blows them away. I I think though, I mean, a forty dollar cheeseburger might be a little much at this point, but I think probably oh, people yeah. do charge for it. It depends on what your your thing is and the value that you're generating. But in your case, I think that. Your business, your message, your quality of food, the reactions I see, what you're doing online, you've obviously are doing it well. When you mentioned being a board member of the Food Truck Association, why did you do that? What inspired you to do it? You're so young and you're just building a business. Why did you uh, take that on as well? So there's uh, association meetings once a month on Mondays. Besides uh, May through August, since it's a little busy, well, a little too busy to be doing meetings. And I just enjoyed going to every meeting, asking questions, being an active member. And when it came time during the fall to do, to sign up, if you wanted to be a board member to get voted in, I just took the opportunity and it's been great to help other food truck owners that are just getting started. I've helped a few of them this year and it, it just makes me really happy to help them with their, their catering menus or their minimums or whatever they need. It just, I love, I love helping people and that's why I really wanted to join. Very cool, Bella. Thank you so much for joining us and thanks for coming on here and doing the show and I'm going to make sure that I get up to Boston and come try this chicken sandwich that you're talking about because I am a huge fan of chicken and fried chicken and any style of chicken in that format. Um, And so I'm definitely going to come try that. And I can't wait to to take it on um, and uh, get up there, try the burgers, try the fries and stuff like that. So I'm going to try to make that work while I'm spending time up here in New York City recording and Um, taking on a a transition in life. So thank you again. Uh, Can you tell everyone one more time where they can find you guys online? So our Instagram and Facebook is rockinburgers.ma and you can go to our website at 
rockenbergersma.com. Thank you very much, Justin. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And for anyone out there, thank you guys for listening in. Thank you for continually sharing the podcast with all those out there. And thank you guys for always supporting what's going on, supporting the entrepreneurs that are out there, anyone who's sharing it, giving entrepreneurs hope. That's why these entrepreneurs come on here. They come, they share their story so other people out there aren't alone and can be inspired and join us in the fight for free food, for entrepreneurship, for liberty, um, and ultimately democracy is entrepreneurism, guys. So, you know, every entrepreneur out there, everything that we do is for fighting for that freedom, that liberty, that freedom to make our own decisions, that freedom to compound legacies, the freedom to have dreams big enough that it fits all the people that work for us, all the humans that work for us, that they support. Um, so humans compounding humans is really what entrepreneurs do. And it really keeps the world going ever since the beginning. We figured it out. So thank you again for everyone who's listening in and we are out. <laughs>